Hello everyone, thank you for watching Plain Sense and welcome to Plain Sense. We're going to continue on the same theme as what is the Bible or the topic of what is the Bible. But in this episode, we're going to look at some part of general revelation and also special revelation. What are these revelations? What do they talk about? And so we're going to continue uh, that theme. Before going into the topic, let's open in prayer. Father, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your love and many blessings, O Lord. Countless blessings, O Father. We thank you, Lord, for salvation, for sending your Son to save us from eternal damnation, O Lord. I pray, Lord, that you be with me as I teach your word. I pray that you be with those who are listening. I pray that you open up their hearts to your word, O Father. I pray that you speak through me, Father. Give me wisdom and knowledge as I teach your holy word. I pray, Lord, that you will save many souls for your glory. I pray, Lord, that you will speak to the hearts of people, Father, that people will come to know the Lord Jesus Christ, O Lord. I ask, Lord, that you be with those who are watching and those who will be watching. I pray that you, Lord, answer their prayers, O Father. Many people are struggling from many illnesses, especially with COVID-19, Father. I pray, Lord, that those who are struggling with COVID, I pray that you heal them, Father. Put your hand around them, Father. Heal them, O Lord. Father, receive praise and glory, O Father. I ask that you answer their prayers according to your will, O Father, according to your plan and purpose, Lord. I thank you for this opportunity that is given me, O Lord. I thank you, Lord, for this ministry that you've given me, O Lord. I thank you for choosing me to be part of your work, O Father. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, gracious God. I pray that you be praised through this ministry. I pray that you will receive the glory through this ministry, Father. I pray for those who are praying for this ministry specifically, Lord. Bless them abundantly, Father, according to your riches, O Lord. I pray, Lord, that you will ultimately receive all glory and praise. Father, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for this time. We praise you and honor you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Before going into the Word of God, into this topic, I ask that you look at academy.joelmadasu.com, where I put some courses for you, some Bible courses, so you can learn the Word of God. If you're interested in learning Word of God, there is a course, few courses available, but primarily there is a course called Torah or the Pentateuch. The purpose of that course is to teach you what is the message of the Torah of the Pentateuch. Without knowing the first five books of the Bible, we don't understand the remaining parts. The remaining parts doesn't make much sense. So if you're interested in learning about the Torah, I ask that you please visit academy.joelmadasu.com, academy.joelmadasu.com, and learn what the Bible has to say and learn the message of the Pentateuch or the Torah. Coming back to the topic of the Bible, what is the Bible? In the previous uh, lesson, in the previous episode, we learned that the Bible is the very Word of God. It is the very Word of God. God's Word is recorded in this book. God's Word is recorded on the pages of this book. So the Bible is the very Word of God. And we also learned that there is no other book as unique as the Bible is. Bible is a unique book compared to any other book. And we also learn that God's Word is supernatural. Bible is supernatural because it consists of supernatural elements. God's Word is supernatural. And we also learn that Bible is filled with God's story. This Bible is His story. From page one to the last page of the Bible, God reveals His plan, His dealings with mankind and what he is going to do even in future. So this complete book contains the complete story of God himself. Who God is, what his plan is, and what he's going to do are some things that are revealed through this book. So the Bible is about him, about God himself. It is his story. And it's also filled with 
the relationships between mankind and God because God always wants to be in a fellowship with human beings. He, he created human beings to be in a fellowship with them to begin with. So he, he, his desire is to be in relation with mankind. So we'll see um, these events and things are happening in a place, in a time in space and time, because these are real things happen in real time and real space. So we also learn that Bible has divine origin. We can see, we can investigate the phrases that are in the scripture, that is, phrases like God spoke, the word of the Lord came to so-and-so, or God said so-and-so, God spoke to so-and-so. These are some of the phrases that we see throughout the scripture. What that tells us is the origin, or the, the scripture's origin is divine. God spoke, meaning they came, the, the message came directly from God himself. So the Bible has a divine origin. We also learn about general revelation, that is how God revealed himself, not from the scriptures yet, but how God revealed himself, that is through nature. Psalm 19, 1 to 6 declares that God revealed himself through nature. The heavens declare the glory of God. The heavens declare the glory of God. And the expanse proclaims the work of his hands. The heavens declare the glory of God. The expanse proclaims the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour out speech. Not one day or two days, day after day, night after night, they communicate knowledge. This is a continuous act. There's no speech, there are no words, their voice is not heard. Their message has gone out though. Their message has gone out to the whole earth and their words to the ends of the world. So Psalm 19 tells us that God revealed himself through nature. That is, nature reveals God. There is a creator behind all this. There is a creator uh, behind all the universe that we enjoy. It didn't happen out of blue. God created everything. God brought order to the chaos. In the beginning, it was all chaos. God is a God of order. He brought everything into order. And he created all these things. For us to enjoy and give glory to God, there is someone behind all this creation that is God. Without that source, without that designer, none of this would happen. None of this would happen. So God reveals himself through nature. God is there or God exists. How do we know? Nature talks about God. So we learn some about general revelation. That is how God reveals himself through the nature, especially through Psalm 19, that God reveals himself through nature. The universe, the creation speaks about God. It declares the glory of God. That is the wonderful work of God. And Romans 1 tells us that there is nobody without excuse. There is not one. Because God is made known through the entire creation. There must be somebody who made this whole thing. The thing that we enjoy, the universe that we see, and have good time. All this is made by a creator God. There must be a source and the source is God. So God reveals himself through this nature and this universe declares God himself. The universe, the nature proclaims about God. But the general revelation can also be noted, not just in nature, but also in God's care and provision, but also in God's care and provision. We learn from the book of Acts chapter 14, an incident that happened uh, with Paul and Barnabas and between the people and Paul and Barnabas. Chapter 14, 15 to 17 verses. Paul tells basically these people, why are you doing these foolish things? Stop doing what you're doing because they're trying to uh, you know, make Paul and Barnabas look like gods of 
Greek gods, basically. But they tell these people of Lystra to stop doing these worthless things, to stop running after the worthless things, and to turn towards the living God. And in that passage, that is when they proclaim that you must stop doing these pointless, worthless things and turn towards the living God, they also said, God has provided you food. So we see in that passage that God provides food for all people. Look at uh, 15 people. Why are you doing these things? We are people also just like you, and we are proclaiming good news to you. That is all. We are not gods. We are proclaiming the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, that you turn from these worthless things to the living God. Turn away from these pointless things, things that won't save you, things that won't hear you, things that can't see you, that can't do nothing but sit idle. Because they're idols, they do nothing, they just sit there. Turn from these things, from these worthless things, to the living God. See what he says next. Who made the heaven, that is God, made the heaven, the earth, the sea, and everything in them. Everything, number one, the first point they make is that God created all things. Look at this, made the heaven, the earth, the sea, and everything in them. Verse 17, although he did not leave himself without a witness, since he did what is good by giving you rain from heaven and fruitful seasons and filling you with food and your hearts with joy. God provides to all people. Whether you believe in him or not, God still provides to all people. People then, Paul and Barnabas were talking to people who didn't believe in the living God. Still, God provided them food, filling you with food and your hearts with joy. So we see God has revealed himself in giving, in caring for his people, in providing for his people. Matthew 5.45 says, So that you may be children of your Father in heaven, for he causes his Son. Look at this. God's provision. He causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Do we see any partiality in God? No. He provides to all people, for all people. Right? In the previous passage, we see that God provided them with food and their hearts with joy. In Matthew 5.45, we see He causes His Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and also the unrighteous. God is merciful. We see the mercy of God, the benevolence of God here. So God reveals not only through the nature, but also by his provision, by providing to the people. God also reveals himself through conscience. Through conscience. Look at Romans 2, 14 to 15. So when Gentiles who do not by nature have the law do what the law demands, they are law to themselves even though they do not have the law. And here is the next important part. They show that the work of the law 
the work, this is talking about Gentiles, okay? Just keep that in mind. This is talking about Gentiles. And what do they show? They show that the work of the law is written on their hearts. The law is written on their hearts. Their conscience has confirmed this. Their competing thoughts either accuse or even excuse them. On the day when God judges what people have kept secret according to my gospel through Christ Jesus, God not only reveals himself through nature, nor nature cries out about God, basically. God also reveals himself through caring and providing his people and to all people. And not only that, God reveals himself through conscience. Because here the text says, the work of the law is written on their hearts, on the Gentiles' hearts, written on their hearts. One author says, Paul elevates the term to the level of one's self-awareness, that is the conscience term. He elevates the term to the level of one's self-awareness of one's thoughts, knowledge, and acts in relation to the Lordship of Christ. People are aware, even those who deny, are aware that there is a creator, that there is someone behind all this, that this is all supernatural. It can't happen out of blue, like some claim. Oh, things just happen. No, they don't happen. Nothing happens without God ordering it. Nothing happens without God speaking things into existence. Nothing happens outside of God's knowledge. Nothing happens outside of God himself. This whole creation has an order. Think about this. Think about the universe, how the planets are placed in their orbits, how moons are revolving in their orbits, and how earth is revolving in its own axis and certain degrees. Who did all this? How does earth know that I have to rotate in certain degrees in order to be in my orbit, or I'm going to run right into the sun? How does sun know that I have to stay so many thousands of miles away from earth so I don't burn earth? How does it know? It doesn't have any mind. It can't think. Planets can't think. How do they know where they have to stay? How do they know their limits, their boundaries? How do the stars know that they have to stay at a certain point, certain miles away? How? The only answer for that is God set them in order. No one else, nothing else. Only God set them in order because God is God of order. He created everything, everything. And he looked at that order and said, it's very good. Not at the beauty of the universe. Can this impress God? Can this creation universe impress God? No. The order that he set everything in is what pleased him. So he said, everything looks good. Very good indeed. God has created all these things. And people, we know that there is a creator who set all these things in motion, who set all these things in place. And that's what we enjoy. We enjoy by really not acknowledging him for all the things he's done. God reveals himself through this nature. This nature cries out to God every single day, day and day, night after night. God reveals by providing to his people. Whether, you're, whether we are righteous, unrighteous, it doesn't matter. God provides to all people. God lets his sun rise, even on righteous and unrighteous, on good and evil people. God revealed himself through the minds of the people, through the conscience, because the law is written on the heart. So again, this one writer says, Paul elevates the term of conscience 
term to the level of one's self-awareness or one's thoughts, knowledge, and acts in relation to the Lordship of Christ. <laughs> Ultimately, when you read the Bible from page one to the last page, who do you learn about? You learn about Christ because the central figure in the scripture is Christ Jesus. It's not Moses, not Abraham, not Jacob, not Joseph, not Joshua. We learn these things about these mighty people of faith. Yes, but ultimately it is about Christ Jesus. So we now come to the special revelation. What is the special revelation? Special revelation had to do with the scripture and the Lord Jesus Christ. With the scripture and the Lord Jesus Christ. You can't find that special revelation or general revelation in the Bible. These terms are made up to give us an idea. Special revelation had to do with scripture and the Lord Jesus Christ. Special revelation had to do with scripture because God revealed his plan, purpose, and his desire to restore the fallen humanity back to him. To provide salvation to the lost people. That is why special revelation had to do with scripture because God revealed his plan, his purpose to restore his people. And why is that? Because of sin. Sin entered this world. Sin contaminated the entire creation. It just didn't break the relationship between us and God, but it contaminated the entire universe. Humanity lost the privilege of having or being in fellowship and in relationship with the Lord because of that sin, because they disobeyed God. Sin entered the world, destroyed the pure and holy relationship between God and His people. So, who took the initial step? When sin entered the world, did man ran back to God and say, Father, forgive me, I have sinned against you. I will never do this again. I beg you to forgive me. Did man go back and beg God to forgive him? No. God is the one who came down to restore this broken fellowship, this broken relationship. God took the step. God came down, not man. Man just never wanted to go back to God. If you read the stories, the narratives in the Bible, you'll always find that people are wanting to go far and far and away and away from God. That's the nature. But God is always trying to come back to his people, to take back his people, to be in fellowship with him. Why? Because God desires to be in fellowship with his people. That is why. Thank God he didn't make us his slaves. God didn't create human beings to be his slaves. Like other religious teachers us. They're human beings made so that they can make them work. So that human beings can be slaves to these gods or goddesses. Thank God. God did not make human beings to be his slaves, but to be his children, to be his people. God wants to have fellowship with his people, but you see that sin destroyed the relationship, but God is the one who is providing the solution. If you look at Genesis, for example, the book of Genesis, you see from 1 to 11, there's all kinds of problems. Chapter 1 to 11, there's all kinds of problems. Sin is growing beyond imagination from 12 onwards god is providing a solution for that problem he's providing a solution for the problem so sin entered and man cannot provide a solution god must provide a solution so god is taking the initiative to provide a solution to save his people so the special revelation had to do with scripture and also the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I said that God wants to restore the fellowship, the broken fellowship, the broken relationship, right? How is that going to happen? God used his chosen men to write the scriptures. What his plan is and what he's going to do. 
He also used these men to give instructions for the people how to live, yes. But ultimately, this has to do with the Lord Jesus Christ. How is God going to restore people back to him? Through the Lord Jesus Christ, through the Lord Jesus Christ. This is why this special revelation had to do not only with the scriptures, but also with the Lord Jesus Christ. Ultimately, what do we find in scriptures? Lord Jesus Christ. So Jesus, as we know, revealed who Father is. In the Gospel of John, we learn about that. John 1.18, the text says, No one has ever seen God, the one and only Son, who is himself God and is at Father's side. He has revealed him. I love it. Let's read it again. Jesus revealed who the Father is in John 1.18. No one has ever seen God. No one has ever seen God. Moses only saw the glory of God or the back of God. That's all. Moses didn't see God face to face. No one has ever seen God. The only and Son who is himself God. Who is that? Jesus Christ. And is at Father's side has revealed him, referring back to the Father. Jesus also revealed that Father gives life in John 6, 63. The Spirit is the one who gives life. The Spirit is the one who gives life. The flesh doesn't help at all. The words that I have spoken to you, now catch this, the Spirit is the one who gives life. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. They're spirit and life. Jesus is life. What he's saying here is Jesus and Father are one. He revealed the Father. They're not two different persons with two different personalities altogether. They're not two different gods. They're one. The Father and Jesus are one. In John 14, the uh, uh, 6, the scripture tells us that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus provides life. John 14, 16, memorize that. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. How can he say that if he is not the way, the truth, and life? He is the truth, the way, and the life. So he made that declaration. And he says what? No one comes to the Father except through me. We can learn so much from the Gospel of John. And John writes um, in the last chapters, chapter 20 and 31, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the Messiah. He is the God. So that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and by believing you may have life in his name, eternal life. Is only provided through Jesus Christ, by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. We can't attain or achieve or buy eternal life. It is provided through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So Jesus came to this world to save you and me from eternal damnation, from eternal separation. In fact, Jesus Christ is God in flesh. Emmanuel, God is with us. God is with us. Jesus is God in flesh who came to this world, who bore the sins of this world to provide eternal life for those who believe in him. The special revelation had to do with the scripture because scripture reveals about God's plan purpose. It has to do with scripture because scripture also reveals about Lord Jesus Christ. Special revelation had to do with also with the Lord Jesus Christ because scripture is all about him. And Jesus is the one who ultimately provides salvation, who provides eternal life. The only thing that you and I need to do is believe in him with all our heart. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ to have an eternal life. 
because he is the only one who provides eternal life. I'm thankful that Jesus came to this world to save me. I'm thankful that Jesus saved many people, even though the entire process of him coming to this world is painful and his death, to visualize his death is painful. I'm thankful because of his death, I am saved. Because of his death, burial, and resurrection, I now have hope eternal. Jesus Christ provides salvation. No rituals, no good works, no sacrifices will save me. The only thing that will save me is by putting my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. That is how I'm saved. That is how I have eternal hope. That is how I receive eternal life. Jesus came to this world to pay for your sins because you and I, no matter what we do, cannot pay for our sins. God sent His Son to save you, to save me. We must believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, special revelation had to do with Jesus Christ. Jesus promised that He is the way, the truth, and the life. Do you want to have eternal life? Christ had made the declaration already that He is the life. If you want eternal life, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the only way. Don't make sacrifices, burn your body, hurt your body. None, none of that is going to give you salvation. The only thing that will give you salvation by believing the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, as your Lord. Believe in Him today. Now is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. God is waiting for you to take this step. Don't let your mind slow you down. Don't let anybody else slow you down. Take that step through faith. Because nobody else is going to save you. Not your family, not your friends. Nobody. Zero. No one else is going to save you. Only God can save you. So I say, my friend, trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. He is salvation. Yeshua, Jesus, there is salvation in His name. He is the one who saves you. Nobody else can save you. Not your friends, family, nobody. Nobody that you ever trust in this world can, are able to save you. Only Jesus Christ can save you. Believe in the Lord today. Make a right decision so that you may have eternal life. God bless you. Thank you for watching The Plain Sense. We are so glad to be a part of this ministry. And it's all because of the grace of our Lord that we are able to start this program. You will find today's episode available on our YouTube channel. That's Dr. Joel Madasu's YouTube channel. If you have any questions or concerns or any prayer requests, you can always feel free to call us on the number below. See you again at the same time on the same channel next week. Till then, please keep praying for this program. Thank you. God bless you.